The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight is brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight. Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning and welcome to Summer County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, and welcome to this edition of the Spotlight. Of course, brought to you by our friends at FM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard here in Hendersonville. Now, this show will also be available on our podcast page. Hope you'll check that out at whinradio.com. We've got a great guest in the studio, Lori Kissinger, and Lori's going to tell us about a great, great program that she's involved with, and you have to tell us more what this is all about. Thanks for inviting me. So Borderless Arts is a statewide nonprofit. We work with people with disabilities. Any form of disability can be physical, mental, or emotional, all ages, and in all art forms. We have dance, music, visual arts, and theater. So we have something for everyone to participate. So this, this would be uh, folks with disabilities, and I yes. guess you cover all of them. We cover yeah. all disabilities. So some of our individuals have stronger disabilities, and some are more high-functioning. And as I said, some have the physical disabilities, some mental, some emotional, some learning disabilities. But any type, we welcome them. Well. Isn't that nice? <laughs> well, and this program goes back a ways. Can it you does. give us a little history on how uh, the Borderless Art got here and got to where it is right now? Absolutely. So in 1974, Jean Kennedy Smith, sister of John F. Kennedy, formed what was known as Very Special Arts. And Very Special Arts is also a sister program to Special Olympics because that was formed by her sister, Eunice Kennedy Shriver. Mm-hmm. At that point, she created an affiliate structure that went to every state and about 61 different countries. And I had been involved with the VSA affiliate in Indiana as a musician. Now, what does VSA stand for? It was very special arts, okay. very similar to Special Olympics. Oh, oh, so okay. falling off of that name. And when we moved here in 2001, I wanted to continue as a music artist with the VSA affiliate here and could not find it. And so I started looking looking around and then called back to Indiana and they contacted the people in Washington, D.C. who said there were affiliates in every state except for Tennessee. And they asked if I would form one. So that was, we started to form in 2001, but we did not receive our 501c3 until 2002. So we are celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. Wow. And you know, I've never heard of it prior to this. Okay. I mean, you know, talking with Tammy Weiss, a good friend of yours and uh, a, a great supporter. So the, the, with the VSA program, I mean, why don't more people know about it? Well, a lot of it is because the program, the money for the programming goes into the programs for mm-hmm. the young adults with disabilities. And I believe probably most people who are in the disability community are aware of it. But if you're outside of that community, probably not so much because Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of money for marketing. Also, we were fairly small. We still are fairly small. And that continued 
until probably around 2015. At that point, we took on the international festival that celebrated the 40th anniversary of VSA. All of the affiliates wanted to do something, and we had an idea. And as they always say, never have a good idea because then (laughs) you get to be in charge of it. (laughs) So we were, it was a 40 day digital international festival of international art exchanges. And then we also did a quilt that was made up of quilt pieces from all over the world and all over the country. And that was accepted into the U.S. State Department's Art and Embassies program. At that point, we started to become more known. And then in around that time, also the Kennedy Center consumed the VSA program. And then in 2017, they decided to disband the affiliate structure. And at that point, that's when we went from being known as VSA Tennessee to Borderless Arts Tennessee. And I don't know if it was just the timing, if it was the name or what it was, but it has seemed like since that time, we have really exploded in our programming and in people getting to know more about us. Well, too, and I guess they wanted to charge you five grand to keep the name. They did, and we just <laughs> felt we could use that five grand in a better way. I think so. <laughs> than a yes. name that nobody knew what it meant. So, right. <laughs> so we decided to change the name. We still do have some connection to the Kennedy Center, but they just don't have that affiliate structure any longer. Okay. Now, for somebody to get involved in this program, they can reach you. Of course, you have the, the website, Borderless Art, uh, Arts, with an S, TN.org, and they can find out you know just everything that's going on right there and contact you. Can people donate? cash or can oh, they do any of that absolutely we You'll are, take cash? we will take cash we'll take credit card we'll take checks wow, so okay. yes money is always appreciated on our website we do have a paypal link okay. where people can donate that way or they can contact us and mail money in if they wish to do that they can support a particular program they can also donate items right now we're needing rope donated because of our water warriors program they pull the boats back and forth across the lake and we don't want the boats to get loose and so we need to tie them to rope so if anyone has extra rope they want to donate to us we would love it so it has to be more boat rope not the or you'll take any kind of rope. any kind because these are actually not boats they are they're floating pieces of art created out of recycled items so mostly created out of plastics okay. so they're very light okay and right. so any right. kind of rope will pretty much work that makes sense yeah if somebody is listening and maybe they have a child or a yes. relative or something that they would love them to get involved in this what would be the procedure they would take to, to contact you and get involved sure they should contact me by emailing me at borderlessartstn at gmail.com and or they can go onto the website and they can there's a contact information there and that will reach me as well and just let us know that they have an individual that would like to be involved and as i said there's dance there's visual art there's music so there's something for just about anyone depending on what your art interest happens to be they can get involved in all of it much of it right now has been on zoom and that is because of the covid situation but we've also found that that helps a lot of people with disabilities because transportation many times is a difficulty and this way they can do a lot of it from home. Some people don't like doing it from home. They like the social aspect of it. So we do have things that are in person too. That really allows you to do whatever you want, pretty much however you want. So they would, I guess, come in, identify what their interest is. Correct. Some people prefer music or some prefer arts. Maybe they like to work with their hands more. What would be... um, 
I guess, a procedure for them to, to start the program. They would come in, sign up, and is there a cost to them? No, there is not a cost okay. for any of our programs. And our music program is weekly. There's a weekly guitar program, and there's a, a weekly dance program, and our visual arts is weekly, and then some. So they would just say, you know, we're interested in this particular, we're interested in visual arts, we're interested in music. And the good part about it is that I can provide them with a link or information on the next program that'll be in person, and they can come and try it out doesn't mean that they are tied to that mm-hmm. at that point maybe they say i didn't really care for that so much mm-hmm. or i'd like to do more of it we also have levels that they can participate for instance in our visual arts program some of the projects are very simple and simplistic and people do it just because they enjoy it but we also do offer certifications where they can learn how to market their art or how to create a portfolio. So if they want to expand and do this in a more professional manner, they can do that as well. They also do pieces that are collective pieces that we've had that have gone to the Nashville Sounds, the Nashville Predators, and other places, so they can do that as well. Very interesting. A lot of the individuals really love having that interaction with other people. So that's kind of part of the the therapy, if you will, for them to, to be involved and to interact. It is. And what we have found is that the group that we've got is a very welcoming group. They're a good group. And I have had several people move in from out of state and they'll say that their child is really just sitting at home or Mm -hmm. doesn't know anybody. And in not very long, they're not sitting at home anymore because we are very active. Plus, this group tends to be active even outside of us. So they get together for their birthday parties and they go bowling and they do other things besides just with us. Where do you meet? Right now, we meet, it depends on what the the project is and the program is. A lot of our visual art activities we are doing at Trinity Lutheran Church, which is off of Lock 4 Road. We also do some of our art projects in shelter houses in the parks when it is warmer. Sometimes it is at an artist's studio. Mm -hmm. Some of our artists have studios. As far as the dance and the music, that has been pretty much online, but they are meeting some in person. And once again, that tends to be outdoors when we can do it. And when we can't, we do try to find churches that we can use and let them practice that way. Because we do have some big projects coming up. The dancers are going to be dancing in Disney World, so they have to be in person. Yeah, that's to do that. Got to do that. Yeah, got to do that. <laughs> what are the age groups that you have involved at currently? Most of our individuals right now are from their mid-teens to their early 30s. And I would say the vast majority are in their 20s. But that does not mean they cannot be younger and that they mm-hmm. cannot be older because we do have some that are. And as I said, we do serve all ages, but right now the vast majority are in that mid-teen okay. to early 30 range. We had a, a friend of ours, Dave Krikak, and he works out Electronics Recycling Solutions. Of course, they take folks with autism and with disabilities, and they actually put them to work. And they, yes. they disassemble electronics, computers, anything electronic, they take the parts out of them that they can recycle. And they have this huge table and, and it's a great program. So if you know any of the individuals that, that want to get a job, you got to contact them because oh, they're, they're putting people to work. And these, these folks are actually working, but they're then advancing on to a higher position, high-paying jobs in different organizations and things like that. But absolutely. they're getting that, that knowledge and that interaction for themselves, you know. So it, it's a, a great program they have over there. And it's down there in Gallatin okay. and a, a great facility. And you can go by and tour it. Um, 
electronics recycling solution. Just Google that. You'll you'll pop right up there and find out all about it. But uh, another great program. Absolutely. But I think you know what you all are doing is really giving these individuals more than just sitting at home on the couch. That's what we don't want. We don't want them sitting there just absorbing into nothing. And what we're finding is that many of them, just as you're talking about with this other company, which I will love to find out more about, some of our individuals do want to make a living out of art, and some of them Mm. are now. We have a few individuals in our group that want to be artists and they are now being commissioned by individuals who I have one young woman who has been asked by people to make art for their wedding parties. We have been commissioned by companies. We just had a a very nice ask that I can't share yet, but it'll be coming out soon. We have also been asked to to create art for exhibitions where they win prizes and, and make money that way as well. So some of our artists are getting to the point to where they are doing that. Also, our musicians are definitely getting to the point. What we're finding is that some of these individuals are extraordinarily talented, but yet they may not be able to make a living in any other way. Now, some are doing it just for the social part, some are are doing it just because they enjoy doing art, but some are doing it because this is a way for them to make a living. Well, you gotta stimulate those brain waves, you know? (laughs) Otherwise, uh, you end up like me, (laughs) on a microphone. (laughs) <laughs> withering no I'm just kidding but it, it's a really great program you need to write this down it's borderlessartstn.org and if you head over there you're going to find out everything you could possibly know uh, about this program and how wonderful it is and uh, ways to contact them and to get more information uh, for that so we're going to take a, a short break and on the okay. other side we're going to talk about some of the things you have coming up um, some of the things you're involved in and I think it is, is quite interesting so we'll find out more with Lori Kissinger right here on Sumner County Spotlight. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Well, we're glad you found us here on this Sunday morning at Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon, and we're going to continue our conversation with Lori Kissinger, and I'm going to just throw something out at you. Okay. Left field now. Okay. What do you think the biggest challenge you have with your role right now, and how are you going to overcome that? Well, the biggest challenge, I would say, is that we are growing to a point to where with one person running it is very challenging, and how we're going to overcome that I really can't say at this point. Actually, this next year is going to be a year that we have decided to focus on planning. 2022, the focus was on our 20th anniversary. And as soon as that is over, we have dedicated a year to planning of what's next and what's to come. So have me back next year and then I'll be able to tell you how's that. (laughs) So you would need to add staff because one person can't do it all. You you found that out already. Yes, yes. But is this a, a paid or volunteer kind of positions? It is a paid position at a very low pay at what maybe some people out there are making per week. I teach full-time at Middle Tennessee State University, so that's my paid job, Mm -hmm. and then I do this as well, which both are full-time positions, but this one just pays less. So again, they can contact you at the website, Sure. find out what you need, and then pass it along. You know, spread the word, everybody. That's that's what we got to do here. What do you think, see, the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months? Oh. Big surprises. Here we go. I have... (laughs) You're smiling. (laughs) 
We have had some big surprises. Unfortunately, I'm not sure how much I'm at liberty to speak on them. One is that we were approached by a large entity to create a very exciting piece of art that will be released here shortly. That's about the best I can say on it, but it is, it's a very big deal, not just for Sumner County, for the state of Tennessee. Awesome. Well, I like that. Yes. I like the little tease a right little there. Tease. Now, if they wanted to keep, little tease. keep following this to find out exactly what it is, do you have a Facebook page? We do have a Facebook page, and they can just look up Borderless Arts TN, okay. and we are on Facebook. It will also be on our website, and it will be out very soon. We've also been asked by another entity that works in large quantities of framed art to work on another project. So we've had two big projects that have fallen our way here recently, but as I said, neither of them I'm at liberty yet right. to yeah. provide detail. Top secret. Top secret, yes. but <laughs> it will come out very soon. We don't have sec- enough within security clearance yet. <laughs> <laughs> within a month, within a month. You'll now, you, you guys get done some great things in the past. Now you had the, I guess, the ornament for the National Christmas Tree? Yes. What happened with that? We have done several large projects in the past. Some of our bigger projects, one is that we were asked by the National Park Service, which creates the ornaments for the National Christmas Tree, and we were asked for four years in a row to do that. After a while, then they rotate it, and they will, now they're working more with schools and school districts to do that, but for four years, our participants created the ornaments that represented Tennessee. Right, and these are not little tiny ornaments like you put on your tree. No, no, these are quite large. Larger (laughs) ornaments, yes, so we have done that, which was, was amazing last year. Our big project that I absolutely loved is that we were invited to create art that went on an astronaut spacesuit for a mission called Beyond. And currently we are creating art that will be going on fabric that is similar to what a scuba diver would wear. And then we're going to be making that fabric into a shark, into the shape of a shark. Mm -hmm. And that is going down to the Moat Marine Aquarium in Sarasota, Florida. And they are going to be lowering it into a shark tank, but then they are taking it out into the ocean and it will actually swim with the sharks and they're going to video that of course it's not staying in the ocean we're not polluting the oceans but it will be going into the ocean so at this point once it does that we will have had art on every continent because we've done international art exchanges with someone on every continent we will have had art that has gone into space and we have art at the u.s state department's art and embassies program that rotates between u.s embassies all over the world Mm -hmm. and then we'll have art that's gone into the ocean so at that point we will have been just about everywhere and And all that's coming from right here in sumner county County. yes that is phenomenal thank you and i don't know holly thompson if you're listening this is a great story you got to jump on this that i mean that is fabulous i had no idea that it was that large and hopefully the the shark thing that you make hope the other sharks won't get jealous and, that's and right. try to tear it apart <laughs> that's right <laughs> they have we to appreciate art Come on. exactly exactly maybe they'll swim around it and it'll be like a little exhibit for the yeah, sharks yeah. just fill it with shark repellent exactly <laughs> i mean that is is just amazing and of course you you also have the mosaic 
big mural here in Hendersonville at Memorial Park. We do. So if you go to Memorial Park and you go to the area of the kids' playground, Mm -hmm. you will see those walls. And they were starting to deteriorate. And one of our artists, this was actually an idea of our artist, which is Yvette Cowden, she was taking her daughter to the park and she noticed that those walls had been crumbling and deteriorating. And she asked if there was anything we could do about that. And the parks department agreed and allowed. And for an entire summer, the group got together and made these lovely mosaics. And then we had assistance by bringing in other groups that serve people with disabilities and then the next summer they were put on the on the walls Mm -hmm. so if you go down to the parks and you look at those lovely walls that came from our program well our good friend taylor swift had a lot to do with that uh, program down there and uh, you know i'm sure she would just love it Yes, you maybe know. she'll come and look at them. Oh, I'm and sure donate she probably money. already has. <laughs> <laughs> she probably already has. But uh, now you recently awarded the Governor's Arts Award in Arts Leadership. We were, and that was a huge award. We've had several awards through our history that we've received, but this one is outstanding. And I can say that when I was back in Indiana, I ran an arts council at that time. And I remember people winning the Governor's Arts Award in Indiana and thinking that that was something that I could not ever imagine attaining. And for an organization of our size to attain that award in the state of Tennessee, which is much more culturally diverse than Indiana was, it has been really phenomenal for right. us. We're talking with uh, Lori Kissinger with the Borderless Arts uh, TN. And again, I'll give you the website. You want to write this down, borderlessartstn.org. Lori, you, you've just done so much for this program. Thanks. and. Uh, you're going to need the help, so we put that out there. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get some folks in the, there and maybe have never heard of it like myself and would want to volunteer, donate, which is always accepted, and uh, you know some great things happening. And and speaking of big things, I understand you do have some big things coming up. You got to tell we us do. about it. We do. <laughs> we have a number of big things coming up on April the seventh at five o'clock over at the Hendersonville Library. We are going to be having an exhibition of art all through February. Our participants were doing a project called the Masters of Art. So they were learning how to do technique of the masters of O'Keefe, Matisse, Picasso, and Kandinsky. And some of their art is going to be on display. They're also going to be doing a workshop for people to make a Kandinsky piece of their own. And then we have one of our young soloist music artists who is going to be playing jazz piano. So that is going to be wonderful. Then on April the 9th, over at Memorial Park, we have a program called Water Warriors. And for this program, there are three teams. And for each team, It is led by a professional artist, there is an environmental partner, and then there are our participants with disabilities. And this year, the Nashville Predators and the Nashville Sounds are also joining us on some of the teams. So from nine o'clock in the morning until noon, they create a piece of floating art with a water conservation theme. People can come and watch and cheer them on as they wish. They also do a few fun competitions during that time, a trash toss and a best chant and a best flag. (laughs) And then they take a break at noon. And then at one o'clock, they race these at the inlet on a little the little inlet that is where the bridge is right. at Memorial mm-hmm. Park. So that is going to happen. It's free and open to the public on April the 9th. Then on April the 30th, we are at the Tennessee
Tennessee State Museum at 11 o'clock, and our participants are having a panel discussion of a project they did called Face Off. They created some portraits of famous Tennesseans, and then they did it, though, without the face, similar to if you go to a park and you can stick your face in and become whoever it is. They created those types of things, but what they did is then they took current influential Tennesseans and they embedded their faces into it so they were connecting the past to the present. They're gonna have that on display and they're gonna be talking about that project and then our dance group and our guitar choir will be performing and then on May 1st at the Grand Old Opry House, we are celebrating our 20th anniversary and our Young Soloist Music Competition at the same time. So that will take place then and then On June 3rd, back at the Hendersonville Library, we are having a project that is connected to the United Nations and the Guggenheim Museum. We were invited back in 2020 to come and speak to the United Nations and to do an art project with the Guggenheim, and we all know what happened in 2020. And then that got pushed off again in 2021. And rather than go there, we just decided that we would do it digitally. We are beaming them in, but our group will be together. So if there are individuals with disabilities that want Mm -hmm. to join us in doing that project on June 3rd, we would invite them to come and meet with us. We'll be, like I said, meeting with the United Nations in the morning, and we'll be doing an art project with the Guggenheim in the afternoon on June 3rd. So those are a few things. We're also doing a theater project later in the summer here in Sumner County. It will be at the Pavilion out at Triple Creek Park in Gallatin, and people are able to participate in that. And our art theme for this summer is ag art, meaning that all of our visual art projects are going to be where it's created from art or from agriculture or about agriculture. So we will be working on that this summer. So those are a few things that are coming up. Besides just our regular programming, we've got cake decorating and kite making and a variety of other Mm -hmm. things that are going on as well. Little uh, busy, are you? Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's great. But to really realize how many people you're helping by having them involved in this program, I think is very commendable. I'm seeing great things happening. I mean, you've you've already got the the eye of a lot of pretty influential organizations. (laughs) I mean, I would say, I mean, that's pretty impressive here. You've got the United Nations involved. I mean, it's uh, pretty incredible. So you have to keep continuing doing what you're doing and get some folks in there to help you because it's as this thing starts growing like I see that it's happening yes uh, you're definitely going to need that so we will we will certainly need that and also a a reminder that we also need rope rope oh yes (laughs) (laughs) now I understand what the rope is used for that makes sense (laughs) so any any kind of rope uh, and where would they bring that rope to if they would just email me I can meet them anywhere to get the rope and I'm going to be going out and measuring today or maybe not today depending on (laughs) doesn't look too friendly today to find out how much rope we actually need but what they do is they connect that to those floating pieces of art to pull it back and forth across the inlet so we don't lose any art and be counterproductive to our mission of trying to say don't trash up the water and end up trashing up the water so we connect it to rope and we have to have it to pull the art back and forth i mean if you had extra money just came in Mm. what would you do with it oh there's so many things (laughs) 
so many things that we're talking we would nonprofit do here. So absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. One is I would probably pay another person to be assisting me. That would be one thing. But we also need to be paying for space. We had a very interesting situation in the fact that we were smaller and we didn't really need space. And then when we needed space, we had the Sumner Teen Center, which was a wonderful partner for us, mm-hmm. and they let us use space for free or close to free many times. And then, unfortunately, when COVID hit, that took them under. So now, then we were on Zoom, but now we're going back to a place where we need space again Mm -hmm. for some of our workshops. So either the use of space or money for paying for space would be wonderful. I I foresee it happening. I think great things are gonna happen for you. And I thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And now we've just gotta spread the word everywhere because this is is such a valuable program. So we've been talking with Lori Kissinger and you have just doing wonderful things. And and you have to head over to borderlessartstn.org. Get all the information you need right there. And Lori, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, that's going to wrap up this uh, segment of Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. We'll be back with more right after these words. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Well, good morning. This is Sumner County Spotlight, and welcome to the show this morning. Jeff Shannon, your host here, and we've, uh, we're have we gonna kick off another show with a great topic, and I just felt this was such an important topic, and, and I feel that most people don't really know it's here. So we're gonna enlighten you today on uh, an incredible program. It's an electronics recycling solutions, and I wanna to introduce to you the Chief Executive Officer and President, Christy Shane, and also Dave Krikak, and he's the VP of Adult Services. When you hear this information, folks, I mean, you, you're just gonna wanna get involved, and it's just an incredible, incredible uh, program. So, guys, welcome to the show this morning, and uh, Christy, I guess we'd go ahead and kick it off with you. Uh, how did all of this get started? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a great story from my youth. Um, was very passionate about um, helping others and was raised by folks who felt that was important and and ultimately had a foster home that uh, I grew up with foster siblings that ultimately had some folks with special needs mm-hmm. in, in our home growing up and just developed a real passion for how do we build programs how do we create programming for folks to to have opportunities that might not exist otherwise and so um, Health Connect America is where I became a CEO 12 years ago. Part of our mission at Health Connect is to really serve the whole continuum of care. So mm-hmm. when we think about adolescents, which was the majority of who we were serving, those adolescents become adults. So we were serving kids with autism, kids with special needs in our programming. And what we noticed was when they went to adulthood, there was a real lack of services. And so we had a really unique opportunity in 2019 to get involved in this business, Electronics Recycling Solutions. Mm-hmm. And it was founded out of the the exact same situation. You know, it was like, how do we build adult programming, an adult opportunity for folks to basically find a place to be employed? And, and three of the words that we like to use at Health Connect are safety, dignity, and direction. And and so you think about a place where you can come and be employed and, and, and you feel safe there you feel included you're you have dignity and and then ultimately you're giving a lot you're given a lot of direction and and when 
you bring adolescents into that environment or adults with special needs, what you see is you see them flourish. And so we just saw this unique opportunity to get involved in a business that made absolutely no sense um, from <laughs> from an electronics recycling perspective, because why would a healthcare company get into electronics recycling? My board of directors actually asked me that question. And I said, <laughs> well, we're not really getting into it because we, you know, we're, we, we want to be a recycler. It's, it's more so that we can create this unique opportunity and, and recycling opens the door for there to be funding for us to actually be able to pay for a program like this. And so it was a unique opportunity to to do something way out of the box yeah. and to and and to be able to fund a program that would would generate really great outcomes for folks going out and and getting employment and and starting to get their confidence and starting to feel like man i can contribute i i have a sense of purpose and then we start exploring what they really want to do in life but electronics recycling uh I'll let dave talk more about electronics recycling in detail because uh, he's the master guru of that at this point but but ultimately it was really to find a a a path to employ adults with special needs that that was really where how it started yeah so now when you say special needs, I guess we're covering autism and what other kind of disabilities are, are, are folks are you accepting? Pretty, uh, pretty much wide open. I mean, yeah. for the most part, anyone, any young adult with uh, any special need is the key. I mean, it could be, I mean, we talk about specifics. It, it could be Asperger's, autism, anywhere on that autism scale. It could be physical, any other kind of mental disability. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's all over the map. That's the beauty of it is, you know, if they have a, uh, an opportunity if we give them that opportunity to come in and be a part of this organization, this community to work, you know, as we talked in this this big table where we do the disassembling and the refurbishing, mm-hmm. uh, it's their water cooler. It's where they work out their hopes and dreams and their life, you know. And they're uh, great workers. Oh, they're the best, like we talked about. And thanks for having us, by the way, Jeff. Absolutely. Um, what we talked about was they, they're always showing up on time. Uh, they never complain. They're passionate Whoa. about what they do. <laughs> I know. And that, that's, wouldn't we all want employees like that? And then obviously, like Christy had mentioned, uh, it is a pathway to something else. One of our young men, Josh, is now moving on. He's working, uh, starting to migrate full-time over to Amazon. And he is thrilled to death. And that oh, is yeah. the ultimate goal. And then sure. eventually, possibly living on their own. But giving him that opportunity is huge. So, uh, And we do know that Electronics recycling is a big deal. I mean, think about the numbers. There's three to four hundred million electronics items are dumped into the the landfills, and, and we're I'm trying I'm to guilty. eliminate. We talked earlier. I said I had no idea. I mean, how many monitors and things? I just put them in the yep. trash can. Like, well, oh, I'm going to come pick those I up from no, you. I know. <laughs> I had no idea. Even hard drives. You can you can crush these hard drives and certify it and everything. That's Absolutely. Amazing. That's a big deal because a lot of companies they want to make sure that their data is protected. There, mm-hmm. you know, there could be sensitive data there, whether sure. it's health information or just you know competitive. So we could either crush them into small quarter inch pieces, and there's one young adult that that's his main thing is he loves to crush those uh, <laughs> and give certificates of destruction, sure. uh, or we could just wipe them clean with a DoD type uh, reformatting and then reuse them and refurbish and and then teach them. You know, some of our young adults are, are learning how to list items on eBay pack, ship, sell, mm-hmm. take photos, interact with customers. We so actually have a, uh, an eBay store, do you not? We do. It's it's ERS account. It's doing really well. And it's an, again, it's another opportunity, another mm-hmm. skill that we could learn. And that's the beauty is it could really blossom in just, just any other direction. Sure. And then obviously we, we're interacting with the community. Um, but the more stuff we take in, the more jobs we create, and then we could replicate this across the state. And, and a lot of the, the services that you do are free, but there are some things 
things like the hard drive crushing and it obviously takes more. So you have a small charge of that, but all that money goes to help pay the salaries of these young adults. Absolutely. We have 10 adults that are working currently and then one's going to migrate over to Amazon, which is wonderful. But uh, that is the goal is to get enough volume to where we can be profitable and then replicate this. And that's the key because in every community, there's an 85% unemployment rate with special needs adults across the state of Tennessee. So this is a great fit to uh, open the door for an entry for those families because most, as we talked before, most of these families, they don't know what to do when their young adult graduates from high school, they're on the couch. So that brings up, what is the age group that you start at? Right now we're 17 to about 30 and it's really, there's no end. Okay. Uh, it's as long as they're enjoying what they're doing and passionate about that, I'm passionate about giving them the opportunity. Yeah, no, that's great because I mean, I saw these stats and I'm, I'm kind of one of these stats guys, but like you need to say one in five Americans have a diagnosed disability and less than 20% are actually employed. Yeah. So, I mean, shocking. I just think this is a wonderful opportunity. And I think any parents listening out there that they were just kind of at their wits end knowing what to do, uh, especially if they have to go back to work, it's hard enough to get people back to work but these young adults actually want to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and one of ours is driving 45 minutes away. I just wow. heard from another lady that's bringing her son from Brentwood up to Gallatin. Oh yeah. So that that's really opening the door to what is it gonna take, and Christy, I have these conversations about replicating this across the state. What's it gonna take? Really, it's gonna take one big business mm-hmm. to say, hey, this is what I wanna do with my stuff. And then, you know, we're off and running. It doesn't take much, but you get a big, you know, Fortune 500 company to say, we're going to give you our stuff. Yeah. That's huge. And and folks, we're talking with Electronics Recycling Solutions. They have uh, the office right here in Gallatin out on Airport Road. It's pretty easy to get to, but you got a great facility out there. The the, the website is electronicsrecyclingsolutions.org. If you want to give them a jingle, that's uh, 615-989-1010, which is our AM call signal here, 1010 AM. I can remember that so it's it's a a great uh, opportunity if you do have you know family members or folks that have disabilities that really need to get out there and 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 get a job but but christy i think when you when you came up with this this idea and started doing it i guess it's trying to convince businesses because obviously you've got to get that support to to bring in product to keep these people working what would seem to be the hardest thing for you when you started this well i think that the lessons learned um i think when we started we were taking everything we we <laughs> yeah. we, we went okay we got to take electronics so the the original founder of, of this idea was going around driving around nashville she was picking up literally anything and everything that that people would give us that that had an electronic component to it mm-hmm. and then what we discovered was a whole lot of that stuff really wasn't creating jobs because it was really coming into our warehouse and it was turning around and going right back into a giant dumpster yeah. to be to be metal waste. And and so there was a lot of effort going into stuff that really wasn't generating an opportunity for folks to learn skills. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to really narrow our focus and, and, and Dave was critical to that mission of, of getting it and really studying and figuring out what actually creates the opportunity for young adults to either take things mm-hmm. apart, learn about things, put it on eBay, sell it, you know, pack, ship it. I mean, all of the different skill sets that you can learn by working in our warehouse. And it was really, how do we really amplify each one of those opportunities so that every minute these guys are in our warehouse, they're learning some skill that they're mm-hmm. going to be able to take somewhere else. And, and you know, and if they're so if they're passionate about something else, I'll tell you a great story about a guy, one of the first um, young adults that worked for us. 
he really wanted to work at the library. And and a lot of times when these folks are coming to us, it's really they they aren't they just are not confident in being able to show up at work and and, and feel like they've accomplished something and they don't feel like they're that they have a skill set that they can really go in and just, you know, perform. And so they build that confidence when they're working for us. I mean, they feel like they're part of a team. They feel like they're accomplishing something. They know what the goals are. And then just that amount of confidence, even though none of those actual skills translated to what he's doing at the library, mm-hmm. ultimately that confidence level of I'm going to apply for this job, I'm going to go in, I'm going to be able to interview successfully, and I'm going to get that job. Mm-hmm. And, and that young man is employed at the National Public Library today. Wow. Um, and so it's just creating that opportunity for folks just to get confidence, to realize I can contribute to society. I can I can accomplish something. And that confidence level will carry people a long way in life. Right. Well, I mean, it's a, to me, I think it's just incredible to know that this is now available. So it's, it's an education process, really. So it is. I, the more we can get the word out about it and, and let people know that, hey, how many game systems that are... You, are in the attic you never use anymore monitors keyboards yep. anything electronic tvs do you take those we do take large televisions but okay. those are one of those things we have to pay now to get rid of yeah so like we, what about the tubes had the yeah those anything old time, like, they, that's the, under this category called e-waste and that oh, yeah. that was one of the uh, excellent points that christy made is a lot of this is just e-waste it's yeah. we have to pay to now get that removed yeah. but of those three to four hundred million items that are dumped every year 50 million of those are computers that's the good stuff that's what we're after that's what creates the Mm -hmm. jobs Um, but the e-waste anything that's monitors crts all that stuff we now have to pay to get rid of it like these beasts those lcd tvs yep those we have to pay now to get rid of yeah (laughs) but you know if we're getting that with other things it's you know it balances out okay and i just picked up a a 67 inch television this morning in the back of my big truck strapped it all in and but we got you know a whole truck full of computers as well so it was well worth it and we do that there's exceptions to that rule now i'm seeing here there's a, a lot of ways that that people can can join you to help make a difference in this and i guess you can register your business to to recycle with you so once they register they will you know obviously send their unused products to you uh now what does the corporate sponsorship do do you get the big companies that 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 want to sponsor we do collaborate with uh, large companies and that's more of a collaboration where they commit to us i'm working with two major uh, Fortune 500 companies right now, and that's basically just agreeing to partner with us and and uh, give us that that load of stuff. I mean, think about the three year kind of turnover that computers have. You know, there's hundreds or thousands for these large companies. There was one company that has 400 cubicles of computers before the pandemic. They've now reduced to 100 cubicles. And that was 300 cubicles of computers just wow. sitting there not being used. That's what we're after. So that collaboration is gigantic. Can they donate like? So I got these computers. I don't want to really recycle them, but I can donate them to you so you can maybe resell on your eBay store. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. And we, that's part of the skills. I mean, we have individuals that that reformat, refurbish, okay. install a legal copy of Windows, and then we resell those. And we also work with local businesses okay. as well. So we could sell to local business or through eBay because, again, that's a skill that we're able to teach. That's that's amazing. All right, we're going to go into our first break right now. We're talking with uh, Christy Shane and Dave Krikak with ERS. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Got to come up with the ERS. Got to think some kind of logo thing. But Electronics Recycling Solutions right here in Gallatin. And we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight.
FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, your host, Jeff Shannon, right here on the Sunday morning. Of course, sponsored by our friends at FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard right here in Hendersonville. And uh, for all of your banking needs, go to FNM Bank. Uh, okay, listen. We've got a great conversation going right now, and we're talking with the folks over Electronics Recycling Solutions right here in Gallatin, located on Airport Road, and it's uh, that's their, their main office here in Gallatin. And we're talking with CEO and President uh, Christy Shane and Dave Krikak, and he's the VP of Adult Services. Um, important position. Sounds fun, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it keeps you busy. That's right. So anyway, we were talking about all the services that that you're offering. What I'm seeing is the really the main source of leads should be, let's get these big corporations that have these volumes of electronics that they need to recycle and, and get them to you. Absolutely. That, that doesn't discount the individuals, the mm-hmm. residents that just don't know where to take their laptops. And that we welcome to bring in. We get drop-offs daily, uh, one or two, a tower, a laptop, whatever that might be. But yeah, in order to do the volume and to be able to hire uh, and to hit our objectives of getting not only these young adults working full-time, but then also giving new opportunities and then branching out, we do need some large companies. Sure. And you're not a nonprofit. People might maybe assume that it is, but it's really not. But the money that you need, and you need this volume so you can help continue to pay uh, these young adults for doing the work. Absolutely, you know? it's electronics equals jobs. And uh, it's those computers, it's breaking down those, it's refurbishing, it's it's teaching those skills to pack, ship, list, take photos on eBay, mm-hmm. it's all of those skills. Yeah, well, and, and that's, you know, everything's online, s- social media. I mean, gosh, just doing social media alone is a full-time gig. Yeah, you know, and, and the fun part about eBay is it's teaching them customer service, okay. how to interact with customers, the how to take photos, how to list appropriately. Um, and those are additional skills. Those are skills nobody really gets unless mm-hmm. they're using that platform. Yeah. Yeah, so, and if you if you come to drop off at our airport road location, you'll get to interact with the employees. Mm-hmm. Um, great opportunity for them to learn how to interact with the public and and to handle you know taking a cash transaction and and, and just being appropriate in general in customer service. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a great chance to come check out our business, and they'll take you on a tour. And they love visitors. Yeah, they will just. Uh, it's all about you know who's coming in that door. Yeah. There's this rush to the door to say hello and and uh, to welcome you into the organization and show off what we do. We've had a lot of good visitors. Yeah, no, that's um, a, that's incredible. And of course, I think you got the governor's uh, dropping by to say hey. Hopefully soon. Yeah, we've yeah. got uh, our our commissioner of uh, DIDD, the Department of Intellectual Disabilities. Uh, Brad Turner's been by, and his uh, executive has been by as well, Jordan Allen. So we continue to show off this model because it needs to grow, it needs to replicate, because in every community there are adults with special needs that just do not have a job, they don't have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And this is one that would really work. Well, we just gotta do a call, get Holly Thompson over there and um, have her come by and visit. Get some exposure on the the tube there. Anybody, (laughs) come on. (laughs) But you know, with all of the the electronics and how the industry changes, I mean, constantly, your cell phones, I'm sure you take those. Absolutely. uh, Any of those kinds of items that, in in how many phones do you have in your drawer right now that you don't know where to, to get rid of. But with everything changing the way it is, uh, I, I guess you, you have to adapt and learn to what these these products are coming in and what you can 
taking what you can yep they all have boards inside of them and yep. some of you know when we do the breakdown those are uh those are distinguishing you know some high level boards from smaller boards we deal with servers as well a lot of large large companies have servers that they're upgrading those are huge for us because it's it's a different skill to break down a server than it is a tower or a laptop Mm -hmm. so each one has parts and pieces that are worth something to our downstreamers and it's also an additional skill so some of our like young adults i was mentioning joseph his thing is is crushing hard drives he owns that (laughs) you know everything about crushing the safety that's involved in it you know i mean this is a big machine that crushes these hard drives into small quarter inch pieces and it's done with care and concern for his safety and that's that's something that he owns so to watch him own that job is really fun yeah no that's that's amazing but i and and two i think they're excited to come to work absolutely yeah i mean think about it this uh this is their water cooler and we all have a water cooler we get and get caught up on our weekend and what we did and what our hopes and dreams are and to watch the individuals uh working around the table breaking down computers and working out life that's it and I know that was Christie's uh, vision was to give everybody that opportunity to have a place to come and call their own. And really, they own it. It's uh, we're just navigating the the waters there. But really, it's it's presenting an opportunity for them to grow and to uh, eventually move off to something else if that's what they want to do. Well, I think that's that's important is that they, they come in and, and they actually get the confidence that they need that, hey, I, I can do this, you know. And then, the, of course, the parents are probably real excited about that, too, as they see a change in their child that. It's like, okay, now we're, we're, we're doing something great here. But with a with a website the way you have it, and it has a lot of information on there. So if anybody listening, if you if you have somebody that has special needs and maybe needs a, a job. We're hiring. Uh, you want to you want to donate, you want to recycle, uh, just head over to the website. It's electronicsrecyclingsolutions.org, and you'll get all the information over there. And, of course, they, the office right here in, in Gallatin on Airport Road, pretty easy to find. Just uh, type in 547 Airport Road take you right there and you can come in meet the team i, I guess you can give them a tour and yeah and if you know. uh if we play it right we can have some cookies and maybe some ice cream if they time it right <laughs> usually about two o'clock we usually break out the ice cream okay and i'll be there <laughs> i'm on the way christy's all about the no nuts and the peanut butter cookie okay well i'm with you <laughs> with all of the, the the waste like you said you you take all of the stuff and you you crush it down you separate it and doing all that i guess what once it leaves your facility does it go to different places or there's a one facility that kind of takes all of it yeah I'm, th- I'm so thankful you brought that up there is a certification we went through it's called an r2 certification and has the ability to responsibly downstream these parts and pieces mm-hmm. they're not going into a landfill they're not going to you know guatemala uh, where there's no epa and they're mm-hmm. burning it and it's going up in the atmosphere it's literally it's responsibly being recycled okay so we only deal with r2 certified uh, recyclers so all the parts and pieces are broken down and sold off that's where we get the revenue to pay for our overhead Mm -hmm. and then the refurbishing is something that we're making those sales through ebay or through other local businesses to sell those refurbished computers or laptops Um, but that's how we get our funding is through downstreamed and we're doing that with those r2 certified downstreamers so we're making sure that we're doing business with the right folks sure would make made me think of this now what about you you have local recyclers you know the cities have the recycling bins and you know they have with all of the different recyclers around we have you know your city your county recycling uh, and your private companies that do recycling is that different or do they take this kind of waste and or can they take it and send it to you they do actually take it and they separate it for example we've collaborated with the city of franklin 
So if you drop off your electronics on okay. Century Court, uh, they put it in an ERS box, and we pick that box up every Monday. Mm-hmm. So they are setting aside the computers, the laptops, the cords, the and all the individual electronics. And then you're also taking other things there that they take. Mm-hmm. But they've separated that for us. I would love to see that locally in Summer yeah, County. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of great locations where you know you can have that. Now, it's a secure thing because you don't want people breaking in. Hey, they're putting laptops in them or going steal it. Yeah, absolutely. It's very secure. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you know there'll be people that would do that. They have like, to weigh Unfortunately. You, they weigh you in and then they weigh you coming out. <laughs> Retina scans, uh, right. handprint scanners. <laughs> it's a great idea. So you, you can partner with cities and counties uh, as well to get, to get this. Absolutely. Right. And I would love to do that. I mean, yeah. think about the amount of volume. And they have regular hours. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be open at 8 and close at 4. And uh, that works out pretty well where we just go pick up a big chunk of electronics. Yeah. Well, with Sumner County Schools, as large as it is, and one of the, the best school systems, you know, in the state, and of course, they're always, you know, trying to raise money to get more computers, but still, that lifespan is going to rotate out. So this yep. would this would be the, the right choice to do something like that. We have a contract with Sumner County Schools for the last few years, okay. uh, going on two years now. So I don't know who they're going to be working with now, but we, we can't take the amount of... Uh, the massive amount of electronics that are not computers. So we really have to be rifle-focused on computers and equipment and peripherals, Uh, not so much fax machines and overhead projectors and those we, you know, that amount of volume we pay a lot of money to get rid of. Oh, yeah. When you're you're talking the the recycling aspect of it, you know you have these large companies that maybe they really don't know what to do with any of this stuff. And again, it goes and hey, the IT guys say, well, I'm not using it. Goes in the dumpster, or you know maybe employees take it or what have you. But uh, they're doing a recycling program. I think it's a it's an education for them to come and say, hey, we do have this option. Instead of throwing it in the landfill, we're going to take that. Can you go in and talk to different companies and do presentations uh, like that? Absolutely. I know that. Uh, Christy, as a CEO, participates with a lot of CEO roundtables. Yeah. So um, we have a good one here. Yeah, a lot of times the answer is it's sitting in a closet. They don't know what to do with right. it. And what they're concerned about is it has information on it. Yeah. And, and so the, the key point there is is that even if it's your personal laptop at home and it's and you've upgraded and you have a new you have a new laptop and you don't know what to do with the old one but you're a little concerned about it because well I might have saved a couple tax returns on that or I might have saved things I don't want people to get their hands sure. on all you have to do when you bring it in is say I want a certificate of destruction that my hard drive was 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 shredded um, or erased we can erase them and then we can still use them in refurbished computers but because we're RT certified when you ask for those things to be done it is all tracked there are certificates sent to you to verify that, yeah. that the the actual item was either erased or or shredded, and and so you don't have to worry about your personal information ending up in the wrong hands. Right. Um, which or I people think is finding all concern. your old emails. Bingo. Right, we're there getting rid of that email server. Yeah, <laughs> right. let's, let's trash that. Yeah, yeah any anything that's on there that you're you you don't want other people's hands on, you you can literally ensure that it gets erased or or destroyed, and um and so that's why a lot of people have them sitting in their sitting in their um, closets. That's why we had them sitting in closets because mm-hmm. we didn't we didn't know how to. Uh, to get rid of them without throwing them in a dumpster, and then we worried about the personal information that was on it. So, so ERS is a great solution for that. For whether it's your personal laptop or it's your business laptop, okay. where you have customers' information and you have other things on there, you you can ensure that when it, as soon as it hits our door, 
we're, we're going to turn around and send you a certificate of destruction or um, or that we erase the hard drive. One of those, they call that chain of custody. So we are, because of that R2 certification, we have gone through this year long process to be R2 certified. And that chain of custody is very important. We, we get audited on that every year. So we take that very seriously and that's huge for us. And that's a big differentiator between us and any other recycling company. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's gonna happen when you give it to them. True, yeah. And, and, and especially if you're dealing with city and county governments. I mean, a lot of vital information could beyond there, yep. even though they format the hard drive, the information's still there. Yep. <laughs> Part of the deal with Sumner County Schools is every hard drive had to be removed and locked up when we picked those okay. up from them, and that was part of that uh, relationship. So absolutely, every one of those you know, hundreds of computers we had to pull the hard drives from, lock them up until we could just get to shredding them, yeah. and that chain of custody was hugely important for that commitment. You know, I, I gotta tell you, I, I'm overly impressed with this this operation, and just what you just told me was amazing. And I think most people have no idea that that's going on. Congratulations on this. I mean, what a, what a great service, and the fact that you're, you're helping these, these adults, uh, young adults, and doing something with their lives, and giving them confidence and then getting them out in the workforce. I mean, that's just incredible. So I have a question, Christy. What, so what's motivating your team right now? What would you think would be the, a big motivator for them right now? The, the team at ERS, yeah. I, I think they get excited about our new partnerships. They get excited to know that they, the business is coming in the door, mm-hmm. that they're busy, that they see plenty of opportunity for them to get the hours that they want. Because most of them, as if, if they've come to work very, very part-time, add hours as that confidence builds and they, they feel good about what they're doing or they're going on to to pursue another goal out there. But I think it's really our focus is outcomes. It's what are your goals as an individual and, and not necessarily what your parents might think you you can do or whatever but th- these are folks that haven't really been talked to that way a, a lot of them have just been kind of left to, to languish out, out of high school yeah and and they've either become a taxi cab for their younger siblings or they spend way too much time just sitting at home idle yeah. and so it's really just opening up this whole pandora's box of what do you really want to do what what really would excite you like if you could work 30 hours a week what would you really want to spend your time doing and and for most of them i really believe it's not taking apart electronics <laughs> so yeah. so we we don't have this vision of there's somebody that, that works for us for 30 years. I mean, what we really want to see is them is them is, is them continue to be promotable, and by promotable means they're going to leave us, and then we're going to create the same opportunity for another young person sure. to come in and, and build that confidence and figure out, okay, I can go work at Amazon or I can go be work in the library. Or I don't work, and so that's really what's, what the motivator is sure. is just to get them a plan yeah. to to what's next. I mean. Yep. Yeah, they all have a purpose and they've been given, you know, gifts and talents that they just need to explore, find out what makes them tick and and uh, and enjoy doing that. There was I was flashing as Christy was talking. I'm trying to teach this one individual eBay. So the whole time I'm teaching this individual eBay, they're looking back to the breakdown <laughs> table and I'm trying to focus them on, okay, we're going to take this photo and they're looking back. Well, back at the breakdown table, that's where the socialization was happening. That's where the conversation was. Didn't like eBay yeah. because it pulled them out of yeah. that that conversation. And that yeah. was the funnest part, knowing this person does not want to do this. It's not what they're gifted at. Yeah. They want to be part of that crew over yeah. there. And and it's interesting because uh, that's where they thrive. And that's, yeah. that's what floats their boat. Well, listen, I think uh, I see a book in the future. <laughs> she smiles. <laughs> oh, it's already th- being thought of. <laughs> in all your free time. Yes. Which, right. which you don't sleep now anyway. Anyway, so <laughs> hey guys, you know we've run out of time, but I, I got to tell you, I'm just so impressed with this 
this whole concept and everything and i wish you great success with this and hopefully we'll get the word out and it's word of mouth if you know anybody's a good contact for them folks you got to let them know and just send them over to electronicsrecyclingsolutions.org and their number is uh, 615-989-1010 and we're talking about electronics recycling solutions so guys thank you again thank you so much Jeff. for enlightening yep. us and getting Thanks, us motivated Jeff. we appreciate it thanks Sumner County Spotlight on 100.7 WHIN 1010 AM has been brought to you exclusively by F&M Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, a home mortgage, or considering refinancing your home, F&M Bank will provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 AM. Thanks for listening.